Weekly Driver podcast gets support from americantrucks.com. Visit www.americantrucks.com. Welcome to another episode of the Weekly Driver podcast. My name is James Rea. I'm the editor and publisher of theweeklydriver.com. My co-host, as always, is Bruce Aldrich, and today our guest is Pete Zawatsky, and P- Pete is the director of the DriveShare program that's uh, in conjunction with Haggerty and famous company, and um, we're all about vintage cars here. So, Pete, thanks for being a, on our program today, and could you introduce what you guys have thanks going on? Me. You bet. Why don't you give us an overview of your great idea that you had and how it, it, it's working and when it started and how it uh, coordinates with Haggerty? Yeah, so uh, it's actually kind of an interesting story. I really started with with an idea back in 2014 uh, about me renting out my own personal classic cars that I had. Uh, at the time, there was really no product available uh, that allowed me to do it, especially nothing that would handle the insurance, which is you know really important, especially if you're you're lending your car out to another enthusiast. Even if you're lending your car out to somebody that you know, uh, you want to make sure that that car is covered. So I uh, really thought of you know, implementing the Airbnb model into the collector car space back in 2014. Uh, in 2015, started building and developing the product uh, and launched the product in the tail end of 2015. Uh, started doing rentals in 2016. It was great. We had rentals happening all across the country. We had, at that point, already partnered with Haggerty. Haggerty was providing all the roadside service and support for every single rental that was going through the platform. Uh, they were huge fans of what we were doing, uh, and they really saw a benefit of it, of you know getting new people behind the wheels of some great cars. Um, and... In the summer of 2017, we decided that uh, the, at the time, Classics and Exotics was a great fit for the Haggerty family. Uh, so um, Haggerty acquired Classics and Exotics. We rebranded it DriveShare just last summer. Uh, and then we launched the DriveShare platform um, right after that. So it's been, it's been a great couple of years. Yeah, just so people know, uh, Haggerty is an insurance uh, carrier for classic cars, correct? Correct. Uh, I mean, they're the largest insurer of, you know, classic, not only classic, but, you know, collector and modern-day classics uh, in the country. And what's great is I was actually a Haggerty customer when I first had this idea. And I cold-called the Haggerty Service Center and... You know, one phone call led to another phone call led to another phone call. And a few short weeks later, you know, I was at their corporate headquarters pitching this idea I had. So they were great supporters uh, right from the beginning. Um, and it was it was just kind of this natural fit uh, to be able to bring it into Haggerty. Um, and it's been great. We've had a great response. Lots of people listing their cars. Um, and we've had lots of people buy their first classic car because of the experience they had renting a classic car on the website. It does sound like a great fit. You, you and Haggerty, and as you say, you they eventually acquired you. Um, that's a that is a good fit. Uh, what are some of the problems that people, if they want to rent a car, their classic car out? What what are they? 
what are they uh, afraid of or how have you overcome whatever their uh, their fears are? Well, it's difficult. You know, obviously it, the platform isn't for everybody. Uh, you know, there are, there are plenty of people that would never rent their house out. Uh, there are plenty of people that would never rent their boat out or any of their belongings. Sure. Um, but there's also a percentage of people that would. I mean, Airbnb wouldn't be successful if, if nobody wanted to rent out their house. Uh, so is DriveShare built for every single individual or every single class of car owner? No, it, it's, it's not. And if you asked me the five or six years ago before I purchased my first class of car or when I had just purchased my class of car, if I would ever rent it out, my answer would have been absolutely not. I would never let anybody behind the wheel of this. But then what ended up happening is as I acquired another class of car, and then that classic car kind of just sat in my garage and wasn't being used all that often. You know, then I all of a sudden started opening my mind up to it. Well, you know, if I have it and I can monetize it in some type of way, even if it's to offset my storage or offset some of my maintenance, you know, that, that, that would be awesome, right? It, it helps me cover my costs and it might help me build out my collection. Maybe I decide to buy a couple more cars just because of the fact that I can rent them out. But insurance is the biggest issue. And luckily enough, we've been able to solve that insurance where when a car is rented through our platform, when you list a car, uh, every single rental comes with a full insurance policy for the full physical coverage of your vehicle as well as liability. Pete, um, going back to when you first started, could you uh, shed some light on what, what your first cars were and, and what kind of experience and when you rented your car out for the first time, who was it that did it? And how was the, the interaction between the person who owns the vehicle and the person who's renting it? You meet at a neutral place, I'm, I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. And what was that first, those first experiences like? So my car that I had was a 1958 MGA. And I listed on the platform. And it was the first time I rented it. It was actually uh, rented by a gentleman who wanted, they actually rented it for their wedding. They wanted to have something, you know, interesting and unique to drive to uh, from their wedding uh, to their wedding venue to the actual reception. And it was, it was interesting. Um, they, we decided on the platform where to meet uh, and we allow the owner and the renter to communicate. Right, because yes. ultimately the owner needs to feel comfortable with the renter. The renter needs to feel comfortable with the car. We allow those two parties to engage as much or as little as they want. Um, so, you know, I got a background of the individual. I asked them, okay, well, do you have experience with classic cars? Do you know how to drive a standard? You know, because obviously classic cars are all very unique. And we decided to meet, uh, you know, just a couple miles away because he was surprising his bride with the car. She had no clue about it. Uh, so we met a, um, a few miles away from the church and I met with him. We went over the car really quickly. Uh, we went for a little test drive, uh, which is something we always recommend. So that way the owner feels comfortable with the renter and also the renter feels comfortable with the car. So, for example, on a 58 MGA, the horn button's in the middle of the car, the blinker's all the way on the right on the dash, right? Those little quirks and, and about every single class of car that you need to understand. Uh, and 
you know, he went away, he drove away with the car, and I picked it up later on that day. Um, and it was great. I think the car was driven a total of nine miles. Uh, <laughs> and it, it, it was $300 for a daily rental. Yes. That, that, um, that's a perfect renter, so huh? That's a perfect renter, yeah. Nine miles. It's a, and you'll be surprised, especially, especially during your location, right? I live out on Cape Cod in Massachusetts which is a very big wedding venue. I would say probably half of my cars are rented for weddings. Um, they're driven one, uh, you know, our top vehicles rented on the platform. And then Corvettes, obviously, but Mustangs especially because of the fact that it's, you know, you can fit a family in it, uh, you know, top down. Those are really the most popular cars. Uh, and then we also see a lot of vintage, uh, you know, 50s eras cars, old Bel Airs. Uh, things like that being rented on the platform. So, uh, but if it was me and I was going to go buy another class of car to be able to list on the platform, I would be going out and buying a Mustang right now uh, because that's where we see a, a lot of volume on our platform. Yes, I, I checked your platform in the, for the San Francisco Bay Area where I live near, and there were several cars, yep. including a Mustang and a, a late model Corvette, and then a. I think it was a mid-60s Corvette, among other cars. So there's quite a collection, depending on yeah. where you live. Yeah, and, and I think there's actually, in that area, there's a, an ERA Shelby Cobra replica um, that I know for a fact has been rented out several times and is a great car. Um, we are still, obviously, in our growth phase, and, and we're adding new vehicles onto the platform every single day. Uh, and growing our platform. So right now we have a lot of vehicles available in California, uh, Florida, Texas. Um, and then now what we're seeing is lots of new pockets popping up all across the country. So it's really exciting uh, for me as one of the founders of the idea. Um, but it's also exciting for Haggerty to be able to get you know new people behind the wheels of these cars, getting them to appreciate them, and hopefully turning on an entirely new generation of owners. I, that's a good statement. I, I, I would think it would, very definitely. Gives them a mm -hmm. chance to, to drive these things. Yeah. Where else can you, you know, unless you know, have a buddy who owns something like an old car? Exactly. And, you know, there's, you know there's a, there are a few places that rent classic cars, but they're, they're only in certain areas, right? There's some in L.A., some in Miami, but let's say you're traveling to Salt Lake City, Utah, you know, it's, there may not be something there versus... On our platform, we have several cars available in that area. Or if you're traveling to Boston or Cape Cod or, you know, wherever else you may be traveling, you know, we may have some cars in that area uh, that you would, be, you would be interested in. The other thing is, let's say you're interested in buying a car. Let's say you want to buy a, let's say you want to buy a, a TR, a TR6, right? Good car. And you've never really driven one why not rent one for the weekend or rent one for the day and see if it's really the right car for you. Uh, you may decide you don't fit in it. You may decide that maybe you want a TR3 instead of a TR6. Uh, this is a great way to be able to try different cars before you actually commit to buying one. That's true. Yeah, that's a great idea. In the San Francisco Bay Area, uh, East Bay or South San Francisco or any, any part of the Bay Area, uh, would, it, would it be easy to say what kind of cars have been popular there and, and, and have you had a lot of clients there? We have. And again, it's no matter where you are, 
Um, it's, uh, <laughs> you know, those Mustangs, uh, they, they just have a lot of, you know, a lot of people have sentimental attachments to them. You know, it's kind of your iconic car. Um, that's been our really most popular car all across the country. Uh, you know, we have several there. Uh, in the greater L.A. area, uh, we have plenty of selection of cars there. Um, uh, my MGA gets rented all the time, again, because it has kind of that iconic look, right? The more iconic you can get with the look of a vehicle, um, you know, it, it gets rented fairly well. Images are really important as well, uh, we found, is, you know, the better images you have of your car when you list car, um, the more likely you are to be able to draw attention to it and get some renters. And who, I guess... We had, we had one couple, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to ask you the pricing. Now, I guess the owner, um, he, he looks at other listings and just kind of picks, picks a price, I guess. Is it, is that's probably negotiable too, or, or no? So what we do is when you go ahead and you decide to list your vehicle, uh, you enter in the value of that vehicle. And then based on the value and, and a lot of other uh, criteria, we actually give you a suggested rental price. Oh, okay. Uh, you're more than welcome to go, you're more than welcome to go up or down from that price. Um, we don't tell you, well, you have to rent your car out for this because ultimately it's your car. It's, it's, it's your baby. Who am I to tell you what your car is worth to you? Um, if, if you're only willing to rent out your car, if somebody's willing to pay you $600 a day, that's completely your right. And then go right ahead. You know, we may also have somebody who has a classic car that's not using it, but also doesn't want to get rid of it. And they might be like, hey, I would be willing, I want to get this rented out as often as possible. I'll rent it out for $200 a day to just get it rented out. They're more worried about the volume versus the other person may be interested in I'd rather just rent it out once or twice for $600. Last year, uh, last November, uh, at the LA Auto Show, Pete, I went to a function there that um, Haggerty put on, and and um, the I forgot the gentleman's name, but this is how I heard about your program. He was talking to another auto journalist, and out front was a, I believe it was a Ford Bronco that uh, he had driven to, to the LA Auto Auction. So that seems like an unusual car that somebody would be interested in, in driving, which leads me to the question, what are some of the most unusual cars that Haggerty has that, you know, at some some place in the country has been rented out and it's a, it's just a, a one of a kind or something very rare? So you'd be surprised that Bronco is actually a very popular vehicle, uh, mostly because, I mean, if you look at the trend and what's been really popular in the collector car space, have you, you've seen this, transition or, or this growth within, you know, vintage trucks, vintage SUVs, um, you know, something that's a little bit more family friendly. Yes. So we actually have, we actually have several of those that have rented. In California, we, in LA, we actually have a full reproduction of the kit car from uh, the Knight Rider series. Oh, oh you're kidding me. That's... That has been, that, that, and that has been rented out several times. It has actually been rented out once for a birthday party. Great. Uh, for uh, somebody rented out for their, uh, to have as a prop at a birthday party. So that was really great. Um, in Virginia, we have um, a six by six off-road vehicle. Um, I can't remember. I'm going to butcher the name, uh, but it is, um, that's a really great vehicle. 
Um, I mean, we have everything from Dodge Vipers to DeLoreans, um, you know, old 77 Suburbans. You know, we have a little bit of everything. We have several Ferrari 308s on there. The Weekly Driver Podcast receives support from americantrucks.com, your late model Silverado, Sierra, Ram, and F-150 online aftermarket retailer, bringing you all of the hottest parts from accessories to lift kits, from wheels to tires and winches. americantrucks.com has the knowledge and know-how to make your wildest dreams come to reality. Visit americantrucks.com. We're looking at the website uh, as you speak, and I'm seeing... Uh, some real unusual, uh, like here's a here's a, a, a Pontiac GTO that from 1969 the judge and it's it's a it's a grand a day uh, plus some other money involved with security deposits and so forth and then I see a a 1957 station wagon fire fire chief station wagon which would be something that I would go for as opposed to the Pontiac GTO but then again it's just not it's just me but. Um, I, I would, I'm surprised it's, it's a, the variety of the cars that are available. It's quite something. Well, and that's the thing is everybody has a different, you know, different taste in regards to cars. Um, you know, what, what you may love is what somebody else, you know, could hate. And it really is completely up to the owner and the renter to find the vehicles that really work for them. Um, I mean, there's, you know, one of the most dangerous things in the world is for me to see these new vehicles getting listed and looking at these cars and being like, oh my God, I want to rent that. I would love to buy that car one day. Let me rent it for the day. Um, and I find myself looking at travel destinations and being like, oh, well, you know, I could go there and rent that car. Can I plan a family vacation that would make me go there so I could rent that car during my family vacation? You know, I'm, um, I'm sure so there are people... I'm planning trips around the cool cars I want to rent. I'm sure there are plenty of people in the world who just do not understand anything about what we're talking about in terms of, you know, planning a, car, <laughs> a vacation around a car or vice versa, but I sure get it. I want to rent the 1957 Pontiac Star Chief Safari. $245 a day, or the night industry, there's the, there's the kit car, there's a 2005 Pontiac yep. GTO, there's a Morris Minor, there's a you know 67 Pontiac Firebird, a Fisca Karma, which, boy, I've only seen a few of those, there, there aren't very many of them around, there's a Jeep, Jeepster, the Tesla Model 3, Triumph Spitfire, Porsche 968 from 1994, here's, some, here's a 1970 Buick Estate Wagon for $85 a day. I'm in. I want that car for the yeah. day, you know? <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> well, I mean, even we have a 1969 Buick Skylark listed in New Jersey. Yeah. Uh, right? It's it's a good car. It's, it's, it's nothing that you would imagine as being, like, you know, your dream car. No. Um, but it's a great, you know, load in, fuck people, go for a nice cruise. Um, I will tell you that that car has been rented almost a dozen times. That's great. That's great. Uh, it's a unique vehicle, and it's great. It's, it's, it, it creates, it turns a regular day into an experience, and that's what it ultimately comes down to, right? Driving, renting one of these cars, you're renting it for the experience. You're not renting it because you need to go to Home Depot and run errands. You're not you know, trying to get from point A to point B. You are renting one of these vehicles to have an experience, and that's really what it's all about. 
Do you know by chance the total number of vehicles in, in, in rough terms that are available? Uh, we have almost a thousand vehicles uh, signed up on our platform. Wow. Uh, the availability change the availability changes obviously by seasonality and on our platform you also have the ability to manage your own car. So um, for example, like if I'm traveling and I'm not gonna be home, I make my car not available so that way somebody doesn't try to book it while I'm away. Uh, we give you a lot of that flexibility, um, which is really nice. You know, and we're growing. Uh, we we want to be able to say that we're going to have, you know, thousands of vehicles available uh, for people to get to start driving, um, you know, within, you know, within a year. How many states are represented? Uh, are there cars available in, in all of the states or are there some that haven't, aren't on board yet? <laughs> so there are some states that haven't bought on board yet. There are very few and far in between. I yes. can tell you that much. Um, uh, we do have cars in Hawaii, uh, which is really cool. Yes, uh, we it actually is. have several cars in Hawaii on several of the islands. Great. Um, that was really that was really cool for me to see. Um, we do not have any cars in the Dakotas yet, so we need to get that going. There you go. Uh, we don't have any cars up in Alaska. Um, you know, but other than that, um, we have, we at least have one or two vehicles in most states, but obviously we have a lot of cars in California. We have a lot of cars in Florida and Texas. Um, and then, like I mentioned, we see all these little hotbeds start popping up. Um, you know, for example, Colorado, you know, Colorado is a hotbed and what we end up seeing is we'll see one or two cars get listed, then that person will tell their friends about it and their friends will tell their friends about it. So there's a, a lot of, you know, um, organic traffic that's being created. Uh, so it's, it's nice to see. Boy, there is just an amazing collection of cars, at least in the L.A. Uh, basin area. Uh, I only saw two VWs on there, though. I, I was a little disappointed. I thought there might be some old classic bugs, but there's a 72 uh, convertible Super Beetle and a well, you, one transporter. You, you tell me what you want, and you tell me what you want, and I'm sure we can uh, work on getting them <laughs> signed up. All right. Very the other good. thing I noticed is going through. There was a, we're scrolling through here. Um, last August, when we went to the um, Bruce and I went to the Monterey Auto Week, and we had a chance to go to this function where it was kind of a private show, and, and uh, a brand-new Rolls-Royce showed up, you know, a half-a-million-dollar car, and this woman drove it in, and all the eyes turned toward her. And then this man showed up who we ended up talking to and interviewing in a, in a 1955 Ford F100 pickup truck. So all the eyes went from this brand-new <laughs> Rolls-Royce to this guy's pickup truck, and so I can understand the people who have... Uh, passion for uh, a, a, car, a vehicle like that. He was telling us that, you know, he gets stopped all the time. Young people have never seen the car. Mm -hmm. Old people want to drive it. Um, women wanted to know if he was single and they wanted to date him. So there, there, I, the, the passion for vintage cars, looking through here, I can see that, yeah, I think I want to, you know, take that car out for the day. There's a 57 Volkswagen There's Beetle yep. for 200 bucks a day. There's a 50-something Corvette. Well, and there, there's a 1922 Ford Model T for 500 bucks a day. That would be a that would be a great drive for the day. Right, that's a bucket list car. That's a right? bucket. Yes, and that's what it is. A lot of these cars 
you know, I'm a pure car guy, and I always have been. I mean, I when I think when I was 14, I created a list of 10 cars I have to own before I die. Yes. Uh, and I have so far owned four of them. Uh, and I'm working on that list. But if I can't buy one and I can rent it for the day or the weekend, you know what? I'll consider that a win. This is the only website I've ever seen where... We just scrolled past uh, Aston Martin DB9, DB9 over to a 1973 Ford Pinto. I don't think I'm ever going to see that again on the same <laughs> on the same website. <laughs> so, well, the Pinto caught my eye because I used to. This is a, a, a Squire wagon Pinto, and uh, I had one of those in 70 of uh, 73. So that caught my eye. I got wow, that would be kind of cool to drive again. Yeah. Uh, Pete, I hate to bring yeah, it. I'm going to ask great. one one oddball question. And if you you know if there's if it's secret or if you don't want to answer, it's okay. But have there been any let's just say uh, less than ideal situations where there's been an accident or something happened that um, that had to be negotiated, so to speak? No. So I'm actually very happy to say there have not. And we have done you know we have done a lots of rentals there. And the other thing is. We have had nothing but five-star reviews on every single rental and every single transaction that's happened. Um, and the reason for that is, is the person renting the car is a fellow enthusiast or yes. they're passionate about the hobby. They're, they're passionate about the vehicles, right? This isn't somebody who is a non-car guy all of a sudden decides to rent a, uh, an old Mustang, an old Corvette or whatever it may be, right? Yes. Fellow enthusiasts. And what ends up happening and what I really try to promote on our platform is the human connection. If yeah. you're interested in renting one of my cars, we're going to communicate. We're going to send each other messages. I'm going to send you my phone number. Let's have a phone call. Let's, let's chat really quickly so I can get to know you as an individual. And then we're going to meet. We're going to have this transaction and we're going to trade keys and I'm going to take you for a test drive. What ends up happening is you get to know me personally as the vehicle owner. I get to know you personally as the renter. There's now that human connection. You are going to treat that car completely differently than if you are going to a rental counter or just going and picking a car up out of a lot. That human connection is very important uh, and it helps build a sense of community. And what ends up happening a lot of times is even after the renter rental is done, we see a lot of these people still communicating after the fact. We even had one person rent a car and rent it for an entire week. And when the rental was done and they went back home from their vacation, they communicated to each other. And the person he rented the car from helped him buy a car similar to the one that he rented. That's great. And they still communicate and help each other out. So we're building a sense of community, which is extremely important. Sure. Can you just give us the particulars? Uh, uh, if someone's interested and they're listening to our podcast, do they go? can they go directly uh, to Haggerty? Do they go to the DriveShare uh, uh, URL first, or does it work in a yeah. variety of ways? Yeah, so they can go. There's plenty of ways, but the best way is just to go to DriveShare.com. Uh, you can simply just go ahead and create. You can search for a car. Um, once you want to look at booking a car or if you want to be able to list your car, you just go ahead and create an account. It's a very simple process. Uh, we take kind of all the guesswork out of it. Uh, we want to 
we just want to make it a simple and fun transaction, and uh, I think we've done a pretty good job at doing that. Yes, you have. The site's very clean and very straightforward, so it's, uh, you know, props to you guys. Thank it does you. It doesn't make it does make it look very straightforward and simple and uh, something that, you know, I could follow, and I, I don't know that much about it, but I, I think I could follow it. And it's and I, it lays it all out right in front of you. So I, I feel like part of the community just looking at the website. <laughs> hey Pete, we, want, we wanted to thank you very much for for being our guest today. Well, I'll follow up uh, if not later today, tomorrow, and um, we'll we look forward to um, to maybe one of us renting one of the cars someday, or or seeing who, I don't know who's going to be at the um, LA Auto Show, but we'll make sure to reintroduce ourselves to one of your colleagues if you're there. Great. If somebody else, we'll say hello down there and. And, and thank you for being our guest, uh, Pete Zawatsky uh, from driveshare.com, uh, connected with um, Haggerty, of course. And uh, thank you very much, sir. Thank you very much, and thanks for having me uh, on. Make sure to visit the website, www.driveshare.com. Make sure to visit my website, www.theweeklydriver.com. Please let us know if you have any comments or suggestions for our podcast, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Pete. The Weekly Driver Podcast gets support from AmericanMuscle.com, your late model Mustang and F-150 authority, bringing you the hottest products and top-notch customer service for over a decade. No one makes it easier to modify your ride. Visit AmericanMuscle.com today.